And welcome to Shit I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me, a weekly educational conversation series that my guests and I have about all of the shit that we wish someone had told us at one point or another, all of which relate back to the most important topic of all. You know who that person is, learning how to accept that person and be confident in that person so that you can navigate this life experience and be the person that you want to be. My name is John Renee and I am your host. I am a certified evidence-based life coach who uses evidence-based techniques to help you figure out just that so that you can become who you want to be and, excuse me, so you become who you want to be um, and live the life that you want. And joining us today, we have Najra Yasmin, uh, Chief Wordsmith and Action Taker at Words and Actions LLC, and there she is. Hello, hello. Um, today hello. we're talking about self-reflection, specifically focusing on why self-reflection is so important, with the goal of demonstrating that importance um, and showing you how to actually self-reflect in an effective way, so that you can feel more in control, have clarity around who you are, and so that you can do so in a way that, you know, empowers you to actually accomplish the goals that you have and mindfully grow into the person that you want to be. And before we get started today, we want to have a sidebar main bar because today it was officially announced that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. And so we are present to the fact that a lot of people are probably feeling a lot of way and we are not, you know, that is not lost on us. And so we wanted to point that out. We also want to let you know that if you need someone to talk to, then our DMs are open. You can stay tuned. I will be following up with resources, information, and my stories, probably on my feed as well, regarding the topic. And for our conversation today, we are looking to really leverage it um, as a way to help bring some clarity and insight to you so that you can self-reflect, because this is something that is important in all aspects of one's life. Um, including when it comes to the decision decision to move forward with the pregnancy or not. And so Nadja's going to share some thoughts with you on that as well um, and speak to that just a little bit. Yeah. Um, hey, everyone, Nadja here. And just also sharing in my stories, I have some books that you all can check out that relate to the different choices people may make surrounding pregnancy. And I hope that as we look at today's session, whether or not you're moving forward with a pregnancy or deciding how you want to move through life, that this session today helps you to think about, hey, how can I use self-reflection to express how I want to move through life, to express my self-agency? And I just hope it's a nourishing and encouraging conversation for you. Thank you for that. And thank you for sharing those resources as well. I'm definitely going to make sure that she is linked in the description. So if you want to tap on over, check out her stories in those books that she shared. And like we said, if you want to speak with us, then our DMs, our doors, our virtual doors are open. Um, because, yeah, this is a very personal experience and a very sensitive topic. And so, um, like we said, that's not lost on us. And for the conversation today, we hope that you're able to take what we share with you and apply that wherever you may be on your journey. So with that being said, um, let me introduce you to my guest. So Najra Yasmin is a learner, educator, and coach. During her time as a teacher and full-time nonprofit professional, she found herself excited to support the professional development of her peers and fellow employees. So with this realization, 
Now she encouraged her love of coaching, or she encountered her love of coaching. Course building has incorporated it with an insatiable desire for the written word. She is now the founder and chief wordsmith and action taker at Words and Actions LLC, where she supports professionals who are unfilled and helps them to create the lives that they want through coaching and book-based learning opportunities. I don't know why I'm failing the English language today as I listen to that. <laughs> Read your bio. You're all good. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, just like if you're looking for a good book to check out, I am always happy to recommend one and just really encourage people to reflect that and learn from them. So all about coaching around them and having conversations around books. I love it. So. And you have a YouTube channel, which we didn't speak to, but we had a conversation about how you can learn about yourself, self-discovery through books. And so, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, I'll link that in the description as well for anyone that is interested. Um, One of the questions that we got this week was actually, what is it when it comes to, you know, what's something that you wish you knew or questions that you have about self-reflection? And so before we really dive into the positive impacts of self-reflection today, let's answer that question. So, you know, what is self-reflection? So we came up with, I found, we found a couple of definitions actually around self-reflection that we were like, these are great definitions to share with y'all. And we'll also share our personal definitions. So the first definition we found is from the Berkeley Wellbeing Institute. Self-reflection is defined as a mental process you can use to grow your understanding of who you are, what your values are, and why you think, feel, and act the way you do. Another definition by Gail Browning, PhD, on Holsey is reflection is a deeper form of learning that allows us to retain every aspect of any experience, be it personal or professional, why something took place, what the impact was, whether it should happen again, as opposed to just remembering that it happened. It's about tapping into every aspect of the experience, clarifying our thinking, and honing in on what really matters to us. So these were like great text-based definitions, but like, what about like our personal definitions? Jana, what was your personal definition? Well, thank you for finding these. That was all you. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it'd be cool to share like kind of our own take on what we were thinking whenever we, you know, whenever we say like the word like self-reflection. And so for me, when I sat down about it, a few things came up. And so first of all, I think that it is being mindful of yourself, uh, your previous experience in a way that empowers leverage what's previously transpired in order to serve yourself to make more informed decisions to create the life that you want and be the person that you want, which is essentially like the intro of, of like what we said here. And I feel that self-reflection is a big part of that. It's something that I actually teach people because I think it is so important. And I think that it is something that really gives you the power to be intentional right? Like we hear this word mindfulness and I think that we think of it as sitting, you know, cross-legged on a pillow with like some incense going, but mindfulness is really just being aware and it helps us to then create stronger relationships because we're able to recognize parts of ourselves and others. Um, and it also empowers us to acknowledge what's worked and what hasn't. I mean, we have these kinds of reviews in business, like all the time. So why would we not do them when it comes to the business of ourselves, right? Like it's like it, it's kind of like, well, duh. Whenever you think about it, but no one ever told us this shit. And so um, I also like to 
think that it is a way to take time and celebrate and savor your wins and your accomplishments mm-hmm. with and in acknowledging your accomplishments. It's going to build your confidence and increase improve your self-esteem. And um, that's been researched and evidence-based suggested. And also, I think, lastly, I like self-reflection. And I think of it as kind of calling yourself on your own BS because, mm. right? It's something where, like, when you're looking back at yourself, it's that objective view. Like, you're no longer, you know, living in the play. Like, you're you're outside of it. And so you're able to be like, oh, yeah, I did that right kind of like whenever we think back to ourselves when we were younger and we're like oh my god that's so embarrassing i can't believe that like i was so stupid right but whenever you do it in like this mindful way where you're doing it in a consistent you know cadence it's something that isn't like oh that was this embarrassing thing because it's never to judge right like feel what you need to feel those feelings tell you something but it's never to judge it's always to get data it's all just r d and that's what i say like a lot <laughs> so i think that this applies here as well uh to me self-reflection is really a way of doing that research and like gathering that data so that you can develop into who you want to be in a powerful way and in like a mindful way so that's kind of a long explanation like it's a lot that goes into like what i think it is but that's essentially like it's it's so multifaceted i think in that way and it's just so important so um what about you how would you define I liked your definition. Mine is going to be pretty concise <laughs> to yours. But I would say reflection for me is the idea of sitting with and really looking at and delving into personal understandings we hold, personal experiences we've had, and personal like perspectives we right. see. Um, and delving into those to build greater understanding of self greater awareness of the world around us in addition to ourselves and seeing what it looks like to make decisions and how those decisions impact and allow us to live in the way that we would like to and move forward. Um, and so I think that would be my, my definition of this. Um, but I think it's really, I liked what you shared about the data piece and how it's getting data on ourselves to be able to see how we want to move and grow. Um, And also just like check ourselves and also celebrate our wins and accomplishments. I think that's really necessary. Um, And that is, look, when you're tracking different things and doing that in self-reflection, that is data that you have. Um, And I think it's so necessary. I know that one thing we, (laughs) <laughs> I know one thing we ask is like what is some shit we wish somebody told us about self-reflection um, and that we actually had a really good conversation around that which I'm excited to share and I know something that for me I was like I just wish somebody would have said told me about it sooner like we shared earlier um, and if I had been doing self-reflection more in my early 20s. I wonder if I would have made the decisions I made to get to where I am today. Um, <laughs> how many things would have changed? If that, like, we could stop the conversation there. If only I would have known, yeah, in my early 20s, if people would have been like, if some, some shit someone would have told me, if someone would have been like, yeah, if you would just self-reflect, 
you'll realize like all these these dumb mistakes that you make. Like because if you just take a rocket science, like if you look at the things that you do in your twenties, it's like that was stupid. <laughs> like you could mm-hmm. that there. And I don't mean to say like it's stupid, but it's like how how could you not know better kind of a thing? Which it's easy for us to say now looking back, but also I think that it's something where had we had the awareness and been mindful at that time, we would have been able to come to these realizations on our own. And so I love that. I, I love that point. Yeah, like drop the mic, like, bye, thanks for watching. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, I think it's necessary. Self-reflection allows us to live by our own standards and expectations rather than others. And I feel yeah. like that takes time for us to do. So yes. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Shit I wish someone had told me about self-reflection. It's just like how good it is. Like when I learned about it, I also didn't know like why I should do it. You know, like when I started to hear about self-reflection, I'm just like, oh yeah, like it's that, you know, whatever. And even, you know, and we'll share, like, I'll go ahead and share it now. Whenever we ask, like, if you don't have a self-reflection practice, do you wish that you did? And, like, some people, 22% are like, no. (laughs) And 11% are like, yeah. So that's 33% of people that kind of feel rather indifferent about it, which I'm like, I mean, cool. But, like, again, like, has anyone ever told you how good this is? Because I feel like if you knew, if you knew how good it was, it's like you don't know what you're missing out on until like you know like how good it is, and so I think that that's that is some stuff that I wish somebody told me about it. And we have some responses here. Whenever we asked you watching and listening, what some shit is that you wish someone would have told you about self reflection? And some of them included that it's okay to take time to self reflect. Which sidebar main bar again? Um, that's a big trend. Like a lot of the topics that we talk about. Oh shit! I wish someone told me you know, it's that we didn't feel that we had permission. We didn't think that we had permission to like do these things. Like we didn't think we had permission to set the boundaries. We didn't think we had permission to, you know, self-care because that was selfish. And, you know, in this instance, yeah, they, they share that they didn't even know that it was okay to self-reflect essentially. Um, someone else shared, it's okay to be in your thoughts, whether they're good or bad. You just need to make progress. Self-reflection isn't an overnight process a freaking man it takes time and effort self-reflection comes in all forms um it's okay to be vulnerable when self-reflecting it's okay to share you may be your biggest critic when self-reflecting but you're also going to be your biggest advocate for change and growth that might be yes that that might be one of my previous clients so (laughs) nothing (laughs) that is i mean they're all good but i was like that one um, a couple more responses we got here. There is no right way. Everyone is different and we all have the same quote unquote clutter in our head, but how you sort it out is all you, which I think is important. And I think sometimes we get bombarded with, I love this one too. I think sometimes we get bombarded with quote unquote methods or quote unquote secrets to self-reflect, but not all people think the same. I think self-reflection starts with you finding that your path or hallway to the quote unquote mirror to have that conversation with yourself. That part. (laughs) Like Like personalizing self-reflection to yourself. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like so good. So so yeah, y'all are, y'all are woke. Y'all are woke AF. Like I love those answers. Um, And yeah, thank you for sharing them because yeah, I think that they're all important. And also 
like these aren't things that Naoshu and I are going to be like that's like different from the way that we see self-reflection and so that's different from the things that we're going to be talking about um but yeah those are I mean I agree with all of them and I think that they're great you have any thoughts on them you know the last one is really sticking with me that the idea of being bombarded with secrets and methods like someone's like do a daily journal do the daily da 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 that might work for some people like I like it some of the time but I also recognize I fall off but it's like what does it look like for me to do that daily journal what does it look like for me to go and just sit and reflect it's going to look different for each person because we're all different people and the way we move through life is going to be sort of like impact or inform the way we want to reflect so i I like that idea like there's not a one-size-fits-all method so which i think is true for everyone from diets to self-development to like you know the right shoe right like i think it's something that's so unique unique and specific and there is so much out there today that like no wonder people are skeptical right so it's really a matter of and like that's why we take one approach because like your decision, your your choices, your life is going to be so unique from literally everyone else. And so, yeah, yeah I love it as well because I think that it's a very important disclaimer as we dive into this a bit further. And so we've spoken about some shit that we wish someone had told some people and, you know, what we feel defines self-reflection. So let's talk about some benefits. What would you say are some of the benefits of self-reflection? So... <laughs> I have personal benefits and I have benefits that we found from some articles. I'm going to share from the articles first. So from a Forbes article, that is how a daily, how a daily self-reflection practice improves leadership performance. We find that self-reflection, I mean, it enhances self-reflection, better decision-making, communication, and learning. Um, and the learning piece is just like when you're self-reflecting and seeing how that learning applies to your life you can sort of delve deeper into it from the harvard law school's program on the Gosha daily blog business team building the value of self-reflection we have it increases authenticity in the workplace it supports employees in tailoring their jobs to their strengths a lot of people overlook how not living authentically could actually be injurious to ourselves and so if you're self-reflecting and discovering what it means for you to live authentically, that's going to like amp up your enjoyment of life to the nth degree. Um, and I speak from personal experience, but also like research says it. And I know John is an evidence-based life coach. So let's share about that research, y'all. Um, and we also found there are five shifts that were noted in Stanford Social Innovation Review self-inquiry for social change leaders. It shifts your self-perception, how you value yourself and others, and how you focus on your healing. Shifts is emotional awareness, recognizing emotions that may hinder success and how to work on them. So like, why is it you might have that imposter syndrome? Let's self-reflect on that and see how we can change it. Shifts in organizational practices and culture, recognizing the impact of the individual's action on others. I think that's really big for that's big for us as culture, uh, as coaches, and that's big for culture leaders in the workplace, whether you're a manager to a director or executive in the suite suite, to even if you're just somebody who's an associate and is like, 
I want to spread joy and excitement at my workplace um, or just in the lives of others in your normal everyday life and relationships with other folks. It's just the ability to partner with others. Being vulnerable allows others to do the same. Um, that's something I value about speaking with Jana. Um, and shifts in systemic awareness, <laughs> which enhances humility, empathy, active listening. Um, some of those conversations that we're having, you know, in our lives today in the U.S. of A. So those are some of the some of the research we found. There's actually a, quite a lot of research around that positive impact of self-reflection. But that's some of it. Jana, yeah. what are your like personal benefits of self-reflection? I think this might be my concise part. So I think that for me, yeah, it's just, I love everything that you shared because I think that these are things that once you get in the habit of self-reflecting, it's something where, you know, you kind of do these things on autopilot, right? And one of my clients this week actually asked, you know, does this stuff ever get easy? I'm like, it does actually right? Like you start to be able to like rinse and repeat the process once you know how to do it. And so the byproducts of that are all these things that you just shared. And yeah, thank you for doing that because um, I think whenever we are in the habit of self-reflecting, these feelings and expressions that we have are no longer this thing that we're like, oh, this is, you know, a part of me, but rather a way that we express ourselves. And so when we do that, if someone speaks to that, oh, I noticed that you were really controlling and you didn't really collaborate on that project having that conversation in a way when you're someone who has been self-reflecting and acknowledging like oh i can you know be controlling then it's not such like a slap to the face right it's kind of like oh i was doing that thing again that i've seen myself do before and so it becomes something more where you know people say you work on the business instead of in the business it's something where you're able to work on yourself mm -hmm. versus just existing within yourself and so i think that that's a benefit that I've observed is being able to not take things so personally because it's, you know, I, I, I think we all, for the most part, like want to be better people. We want to grow, we want to be better humans. And whenever we are in the practice of taking this objective, you know, let, let me look at what, what's been historically true, then we're able to, you know, look at that again, like as being something that we do, like a way that we express and not a part of our, our identity. And so it's not something where we feel so attacked when someone does try to come to us with something constructive to share. We're able to then look at it objectively as well and then be like, oh, fuck, like I apologize kind of a thing. Or, oh, wow, you're right. You know, oh, hey, I'm really working on this, which um, I think really feeds into all the things that you shared, like self-perception, emotional awareness, um, organizational practices, your ability to yeah, cohabitate and communicate and connect with others. And, <laughs> and I think... <laughs> Yeah, being able to be vulnerable and say when you know that about yourself. If you see it with someone else, like, hey, I recognize, you know, it seems that you're a bit controlling this aspect. I, too, have been controlling in the past in similar aspects. And that validates people's experience. That makes them feel known, seen, and heard. And at the end of the day, that's all we really want. That's all anyone really wants. Mm -hmm. and so self-reflection empowers you to really take this vantage point, if you will, of yourself and again like leverage it in other ways and so i was like this is going to be concise it wasn't but <laughs> those are some of the benefits yeah. that I've, I've had um experience with self-reflection so yeah 
I don't think it ever needs to be concise. I'm not sure if you're a verbose person, so I get it. But I, I was, what really stood out to me and what you just shared was like, and understanding ourselves, we're able to take that sort of feedback better from others. And that's something I've also seen, like, as I've gone through life, my friends are like, hey, honey, like, you know, you do this every once in a while. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I did that, but that's good to know. Let me reflect and see if I've done this other times. I'm like, oh, okay, that's something to work on. I was like, thanks for telling me. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, and so in that regard, it's like, your personal development becomes like kind of a community project, right? This is how we can how we grow and this is how we relate and establish like relational equity. And this is, you know, how we like move forward, how we create trust and, you know, create the space for them to also feel comfortable sharing their own kind of, you know, imperfections or um mm -hmm. if you will. I don't like word, but vulnerabilities. We'll go with that. And so yeah, I love that. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, in order to encourage other people to be human, we have to be human ourselves. And so we have to see ourselves in that light. So you can't do that if you're always like, you know, you've got to like, oh, right, I did that thing. I did that thing last week. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so, okay, I mentioned that it is something that after you have done this for a while, you're able to more quickly like rinse and repeat the process. And so, with that in mind, when did you start learning about self-reflection? Probably about 10 years ago when I was going on more of a self-development and professional journey mm -hmm. because I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do next in life. I think, yeah, I was coming out of college and I was like, well, what, what, what happens next? <laughs> what does that look like? Um, and I was also working with people who were helping me in building this self-reflection practice so i was like okay therapist cool like what are you telling me about what's this new like thing okay let me try this and it stuck with me even after i parted ways with them i was like okay let me continue doing this um so it's been it's been a while how about you i would say probably the same like this isn't my first rodeo in the self-reflection and also, fun fact for anyone who's just starting on their self-reflection journey, you're able to like go deeper. Like you're able to take like more intense, not a task, but the things that you could tell me about myself that you observe now are things that like 10 years ago would have like sent me like to the bar, <laughs> like kind of things. And so um, a lot's changed then. And I think that it's because like you build resiliency through this process. And it's mm -hmm. really, this reflection is really a process of like self-discovery, right? Like I think that it's just continued like rinse and repeating. And so, yeah, it's not not something that happens overnight, like someone shared. Um, and at the same time, like it does get easier, but it's not like you're ever done. If that's, yeah, I think that's a tidbit to add. It's, it's always something else, which, spoiler alert. <laughs> Always. You're like, oh, I stopped reflecting on this one thing. There's something else. <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah, and you may realize that the things that you're self-reflecting on, like, there's another layer to it. Like, what you thought was the thing was the thing, but also, oh, there's a lot more under there. Like, there's a lot more under that layer. So, we mentioned earlier, we asked 
you know, do you have a practice? And 42% of people, um, and maybe I just need to stop putting like funny, like options in the poll responses because the options were a what? No, and yes. And do you have a self-reflection process, or excuse me, do you have a self-reflection practice? To that, 42% of people responded to a what? Meaning like, you know, what is it kind of a thing? Um, but only one person, and so I don't think, y'all just being funny. But 33% of people said no. So the people, the majority of people said they didn't know what it was, but you know, technically. And then the second largest response was that no, they don't have it. Only 25% of people said yes. But we followed up with, if you don't have a self-reflection process, do you wish that you did? So the majority, 67% said actually, yeah. 22% no, and then the 11% met. So that 33% total that I'm like, no, it is. So hopefully after this, <laughs> you'll know how good it is. And you'll move into that 67% actually. Um, what Were you surprised by this? Not really. Okay. I think, <laughs> I feel like it's something we're all moving into. I feel like that's part of the reason like mindfulness and like meditation has like spiked because right. that's like a way of self-reflection and people are like slowly learning about it. Otherwise, I think some folks are like, mm, I don't know if it's necessary um, to have a self-reflection process. So I'm not really shocked by it, to be honest. I, I thought more people... I thought it would be more like yes or no. I thought more people would be like, either they do or they don't. And so, yeah, I don't know if that's because that would be funny or if that's because uh, you don't know what it is. But I mean, it might be because like I said, I didn't really get what it was or how good it was once I got what it was. And so I did appreciate mm -hmm. that the majority of people were like, yeah, I, I do actually wish that I did. And so we're gonna talk about um, what some ways are and create a self-reflection practice that works for you, not just this generic, like, cookie cutter, like, the slaps it together. Kind of thing. So uh, we'll be touching on that here in a bit. But I want to first touch on how learning about self-reflection impacted you. Like, what, I mean, you've spoken about the benefits, but how did it really change things for you? Ooh, we talked a couple about these. So how did it impact me? I think a biggest thing was growth. Mm -hmm. Um it allowed me to recognize there's a book by Octavia Butler, Parable of the Talents. And essentially it's talking about change and how change is inevitable. It's just constant. And I think it allowed me to recognize that I am, I can change. It's okay to change. And that that's just a part of life. And I can become the person I want to be by expressing my agency. It made me think of, so I came up in the education sector, y'all. So growth mindset is one of our key words. <laughs> and so I think it actually made me realize like, oh, there's some like validation to this like keyword growth mindset. Like I can learn from my mistakes and move forward um, to recognize that I am not someone who can just stay in a fixed place. I am not going to be this one way for the rest of my life. Um, and so professionally, that really came to light when I was facilitating and coaching. I had a specific reflection journal I would use. It was a little blue journal. And I would like write in my pluses and deltas at the end of like different sessions or every so often and say, this is something I 
didn't like about what I did. Here's something I really liked. And how can I continue the thing I really liked? And how can I change the thing I didn't like? Because I felt like it was important to say, hey, I'm a human, I'm learning, and learning is constant. Change is constant, which allowed me to enhance my skills. It also allowed me to um, sort of look at some video work. I did recordings and get feedback on that as well. And it also allowed me to be more open to different perspectives. I think that's some of, something of what we were sharing about earlier. In learning to challenge myself, I was more comfortable with other people challenging me or sharing about their perspectives and what that looked like. So whether it's like understanding like, oh, I see this thing this one way. Say, I see this item as being black and it absorbs all the colors. And you might see it as a deep navy. Like, why are our perceptions slightly different? And what does it look like for us to understand how these perceptions are? Like, what lenses do, does each person have? And in understanding my lens, I was able to see what that looked like for other people. And I know that, like, increased some, some awareness around different things, which I know is some of what you were sharing about and how it impacted you. Yeah, the, I, I love that. I love the growth. And, yeah, like, it's something that I think we hear at this point. We're kind of like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. Like, roll your eyes, that kind of a thing. But, like, I think it's just been presented to us in this, like, make a quick buck, like, you know, follow this course, like, just do this checklist kind of a thing. And that's, that's not it. Like, those things are tools that you can use, but it's not effectively what's going to make a difference in the long run. And so um, I think that, yeah, I, I love the growth aspect of it. And that's my little furry child coffee. Um, <laughs> just got all the shit going on today. Like, I apologize. For me, I think that the impacts that it had on me was, like you shared, awareness. Like I um, really started to become aware of the fact that like you can't track or you can't track what you can't measure. And so it started with this book, Freakonomics, which you haven't read it. It's just, it's just a cool ass book. And it talks about like cause and condition, right? Like which came first, the chicken or the egg? And so it was just really fascinating to me. And that somehow then led to like my... <laughs> I don't know, my love affair with like Malcolm Gladwell books. Like I, I loved all of his stuff, except for like these two recent ones, which are kind of like, eh. but anyway, that's another story for another day. Um, so if you don't know who he is, he is, um, he's a journalist, but he really talks about um, the research around like social sciences, sociology, psychology, that kind of thing. And so when I learned about all of that, I thought that was really cool. And then I found functional fitness, which, you know, was, the first real kind of, you know, see how fast you can work out. We're all going to do it on like kind of an even playing field, essentially kind of a concept. And so we're going to see, you know, who's technically more in fit, more, more shape, more in shape, excuse me, because the premise was that, you know, we can all go to the gym and like do some bicep curls, but I can't really tell if you're fitter than me, right? Like you can't really judge someone by like the way they look on the fitness level. But if we do the same workout, if we're about the same age, then, you know, if we're using the same weights, that's you know a different barometer right like broad or excuse me um the the definition is you know functional movements measured across broad times and motor moments and so whenever i found that based on like what i'd already learned it was something that i was able to then start applying to other areas of my life 
where like we shared earlier, I was like, oh, well, I did this thing. And like you said, you know, this seems to be working really well for me. This other thing doesn't. So maybe I should do more of this, less of that kind of a thing. And that's literally just something that you, you might pick up on, but let's be honest, you probably won't. You probably won't if you aren't being mindful of that and if you aren't self-reflecting so that you have that data. And so, um, yeah, if you, if you don't have that, I feel that you're essentially just spinning your wheels, like, you know, staring at this goal, right? Like you're, you're on like a treadmill, like just spending energy, but like not really getting anywhere kind of a thing. And so I feel that that is what it's like whenever you don't take the time to self-reflect and really put a metric that's tangible on these types of goals and like personal development, things like that. Um, so the awareness aspect is what really was something that impacted me in my self-reflection journey. Mm -hmm. And I know as you were sharing that about the understanding where you're at and being able to move forward, that's even something I was just recently reflecting on. Like I was going so hard at my workout. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go extra hard. I'm going to go extra long. And my body was like, I don't like that, ma'am. You need to stop that. But yeah. then I eased back and I was like, this is too easy. I'm on board. I was like, I can't just do this. And so I had to find a happy medium where my body was happy and I was having fun. But I wasn't able to do that without A, getting that data. So I was noting things down. B, ensuring that like checking in how my body was feeling, feeling, and then see like just trying out different things. But if I hadn't been doing that and then looking over time, I would have never figured that out. Right. And like, but that takes time. And right. I think some people don't use that time. You're yes, uh, yeah. I just, I got so excited. I'm like yes, and that's why people get so frustrated and just stop doing the thing because they're like, well, this isn't working. Like you know, I'm. I'm not getting fitter, but if you've been, you know, working out with the same weights <laughs> like, for six months, then, okay, we might need to, to go check in with the doctor to see if something's up, or you probably need to like update your workout or do some other kind of weight. And exactly. That's something that if you were just moving through life without, you know, being mindful of this, without tracking it, without reflecting, then it's not something that you can be like, oh, well, it's probably because I've been using the same dumbbells for the past, you know, half a year kind of thing. And right. so I love that. I love that. Yeah, like um, we shared earlier as well, it's something that you're able to like rinse and repeat that process, right? Like the longer you've been doing it, um, the more you're able to like rinse and repeat. And so, yeah, like you're able to then look at other things and assess it better, right? Probably do this workout. Mm -hmm that I've done this workout in the past. I probably need to, you know, not do that workout because I remember how the similar one like did not go well kind of thing. And so, yeah, I love that so much. So, yes. Um, it's important. It's important. What would you say? So we've talked about benefit. Let's talk about the cost. Like what's the harm if you don't suffer? Yeah. I feel like if you don't self-reflect, you can sort of get stuck in a, what is that called? A holding pattern where you're constantly just going a holding pattern. Sometimes when you're not able to like take off yet, the airplane goes into a holding pattern and you're just oh. stuck there. Trafficking, or I know what you're talking about. Not trafficking. Mm -hmm. oh, fuck, I know what you're talking about. Okay, continue. I'm going to Google this. 
a holding pattern. I feel like you get stuck and you're not able to advance and grow. I feel like you're not able, it might feel like things are more so happening to you rather than you expressing your agency. So I think it, it doesn't allow you to move forward. And I know that that in itself, not being able to move forward and not being able to grow, that's sort of like harm to me. Like, it's not necessarily allowing yourself to grow and heal in the ways that you may be able to. So that's that's what I think the harm is and or the cost is of not self-reflecting. How about you? I can't find the word. If anyone knows it, let us know. What is it called in the airplane? I know what you're talking about. No, okay. So I think that without self-reflection, the right, floundering around, I use that but like, I was moving, but kind of aimlessly. And so there was mm -hmm. a sense of like zero control. Like there, there was no control. I was just kind of floating, floundering. I was here, but at the same time, like I, and I think you mentioned something about this as well in the beginning, like you didn't feel like you had agency. You didn't feel like you had control over like whatever was going to happen. And so that, that was kind of how I felt. Like I was just kind of not even successfully navigating or navigating, I would say, period. I felt like I was just kind of enduring whatever might come my way. And so my way of would be, yeah, to, I, I put coping, coping in parentheses or quotations, excuse me, God, in quotations because I'm like, I don't even think I would call that effectively coping. I would just like distract is what I would do. I would drink, um, I would do other things. And so, yeah, um, yeah, aimless. Yeah, it, it makes me, sharing about aimless and floundering and in no control makes me think of back, what was it, my uh, second, my second year teaching, I eventually like, I started to sit there and I was just going through the process of teaching. I did not like teaching, it was not, God made people be blessed and enjoy that profession that is not for me. Um, and while I was in it, I just felt like it was something I had to do and it was sort of drudgery. And when I came out of it, I was like, what do I do now that I have exited this profession, which I went to school for? And I felt sort of like lost and like I couldn't really figure out where to go next. And really taking time at some point, I was like, well, what if... I take a process of self-reflection. It took a while, and I'll say it probably took a while because I had a concussion as I was leaving teaching. That's a story for another day. But I took time <laughs> to look at, like, what are my strengths? What are things I actually like professionally? What are things I actually want to do? What are the calls I, I really enjoy? But I had to sit down and really do that so I could sort of start to get some sort of direction to figure out where I wanted to go. Because yeah. otherwise, I was just like, well, I don't know what's next. Um, and I feel like that just happens, whether you're a transitioning teacher, and I know there's a lot out there right now, or whether you're just switching career paths or figuring out, like, finding that new hobby for yourself yeah. um, and what that looks like. So Yeah, because it's something where, like, you, you can't go to where you want to go if you don't know where you are kind of thing. If you don't call the airline. Yeah, I want to go to Miami, but 
you know, you have to tell them, well, I'm coming from here, right? Like I'm, I'm coming from Raleigh. And so, yeah, it's the same thing. Um, and so I love that you brought up that point. Like you kind of have this, it's kind of necessary. Like, I mean, not to say like you need to do this, but like it's necessary. <laughs> like if you want to effectively and efficiently, yeah, like move forward. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, whenever we asked when people self-reflect, that was another poll question that we asked. Uh, not surprising, 38% said after something bad happens. And I think that, yeah, we all kind of take that inventory whenever we're like, like damage control, like shit, like what went wrong kind of thing. But also, here's like even split, even percentage, excuse me, 38% also said that they do it daily or weekly. So that was interesting to me because I'm like, you have the people, majority, both majorities, equal majorities, either are in the habit mm -hmm. or only do it when some shit goes down. So I thought that was, mm -hmm. um, the other 12 and 12 said that they do it either monthly, quarterly, yearly, which I think a lot of people do, you know, or um, other, which um, no one likes sitting in my DMs to tell me what that other means. And so um, I'm not sure, but yeah, the person that the otherwise didn't, didn't say. So I'm wondering if it's like, I don't know what the other option, but yeah. So uh, what were your thoughts on these? It, it makes sense that people are going to do it quote unquote after something bad happens. Cause usually it's like, how do we make sure this isn't going to happen again? Like, I don't want this to happen right. again. Um, right. And it's also like, you said negativity bias, right? Yeah. Um, and then the daily-ish, you know, just excited. That means you're reflecting whether something good or, or good or bad happens or no matter what experience you have. Um, and also that goes along with those who do it at other times as well. Because I think having some sort of regular reflection process, whether it's daily or monthly, yearly, quarterly, is necessary and it's like what works best for you like we were saying earlier it's not a one size fits all it's a let's curate this to our personal taste so which beautiful segue that wasn't even intentional but one of our other questions was how do i start and so let's talk about it like you you just mentioned something's very personal so how does one self-reflect there are so many things you can do let me see. I think <laughs> it's about first, like, creating space to ponder what's happening in your life. Um, and then reflecting on, like, what are the emotions you're feeling? How do those emotions relate to what's happening in your life? What stands out to you about what's happening? And then after you sort of go through all of that, it's like, how do you want to move forward based on these reflections? And I'll also say, like, y'all know I'm heavy on the books. I relate, <laughs> I reflect using a lot of books. If there's something happening in my life where I'm really like curious about a certain topic, I will pick up books about the topic, read from like a couple of different perspectives and then think like, so how does this apply to my life? How do I feel about it? How does this apply to my life? How does it apply to like my values and how do I want to like live it out and what this looks like for me? So that. There's multiple ways of reflecting. That's just like two different ways. Jana, I know you have more. I mean, we have tons more to be honest with y'all. This is not about to be a concern. 
So first, I think talking about that baseline, you can't know where you want to go until you take a look at where you are. So what is it that you want to reflect on? What is it that you want to track? Is it your finances? Is it your health? Is it the quality of your Something else. Like, what is that thing? I think the second thing that you can do whenever you're looking at starting a self-reflection process is then, you know, like we spoke, knowing where you're starting from. And this can be something that's ambiguous whenever we talk about, like, you know, establish your baseline. So I love a good number scale paired with feelings and insights. And so my favorite number scale example is one to 10. It's not too much, it's not too little. I think. And so let's say, you know, scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you with your current finances? One is the worst case scenario and is like best case scenario. Say you're about a five. All right, cool. So why? Why are you about a five? What's going on there? What does that look like? What makes it a five? And then from there, how do you feel about the fact that you're out of five. Um, once you sort of have understanding, you know, where this is, why I'm there, and this is how I feel about it, you're then able to look at the what, right? Like, what are you going to do about it? And what typically works there, like you shared earlier, is take an inventory of what's working and what's not. That's, you know, an opportunity for you to leverage the things that are going well and to get rid of the things that aren't. Once you have that essentially like baseline, if you will, uh, then you got to track it. You can use lists to do this. You can use apps because that's app everything nowadays. You can use spreadsheets. I love a good Google spreadsheet myself. And you have to track it so that you can revisit it with the same questions that we just spoke about, like your number scales, how, you know, why you feel that way, how to get there, what do you want to do, so that you can start to get an objective gauge on your progress. And, you know, mm -hmm. that method, right? We love metrics. We love data. That's why people like, you know, their Fitbits and their, um, you know, their numbers trackers and like the stocks and like all that stuff. Like we love exactly like, yeah, you just load up like your, your, your tracker. And so we love the numbers because that gives us certainty on a primal level. Certainty makes us feel safe. And so it's a very, very deeply ingrained, like biological reason that we love our numbers. And when we have that, then it's something where we feel like I can objectively say that there's evidence to report this is or isn't working. But here is the kicker. You know, when you're doing these things, you have to recognize why you are doing it, what value these things are providing for you. Because otherwise, what you might be doing is using these practical tools, right? to navigate what is an adaptive or a developmental behavior. Meaning that if you know, your adaptive behavior is to not reflect because there's been some shit that's happened in the past when you've sat down and thought about it and it's made you really uncomfortable and you didn't know how to deal with that, then you need to first learn how to recognize that discomfort and agitation. And then you need to learn how to effectively self-regulate and cope with whatever it is that you're feeling once you recognize it. Because until then, you are just, if, if you, you know, don't recognize that and get to the root of that, but still continue to try to force yourself to do this reflection, but it's, it's giving you bad, you know, you feel bad about it, but you're like, I quote unquote should do it. So you do it anyway. Then essentially you're just re-triggering re yourself over and over again. And so it's no wonder that you don't want to self-reflect. It's no wonder that you don't want to sit down and think about it. It's like taking a class in a room that's like too hot, right? Like you want to focus, but like you can't, like it's just hot and you just want to get out of it. 
And so that's what oftentimes happens if you aren't in the practice of understanding you know, what's in it for people, like why this is important and what you want to get out of it um, and knowing how to effectively navigate when those things come up that you might be embarrassed of. When you realize like, oh, shit, I'm a procrastinator. I've really let my family down a lot of time because I always show up late. <laughs> and so there's you know, a lot of things like you need to know how to effectively deal with that. I'm in a good place where I can be like, you know what? I was doing some self-reflection and I realized I'm typically late to family events. Y'all always have to wait on me. I apologize for doing that to you all. I'm committed to doing better in the future. Moving forward, please call me on my BS. Please help me to, you know, let remind me when I'm doing that so that I can therefore move forward in a way that makes me, as far as I'm concerned, a better person that improves the quality of my relationships, right? Like taking back that first you know, question, like maybe that's what I want to want to track. So yeah, that um, was kind of a lot, but to say like, those are some ways that you can start. Um, so what are some more things that people can do if they're just kind of like getting into the, like stepping their toe in, if you will. Like, I'm dipping my toe in the self-reflection pool. Like what are some things people can do that are also really important? There's so many fun things. Uh, <laughs> I personally find journaling to be super helpful, whether that is digital journaling or it is a handwritten journal. I like journaling with sketchbooks if you'd like to do that. And I wouldn't do it where like I would taper yourself or allow yourself to grow into it. I made the mistake and I was like, I'm going to journal for however many pages I want. And I did like five pages one day and the next day I was like, I'm not touching that. Right. Uh, maybe it's like you do one to two sentences or do a quick little conversation. Um, and and it's, it's magnificent. I, I see you catching the comment that came in. It could also be like mood tracking. It could also... I was talking about this, sorry. Okay. I created a reflection and growth journal and I actually use this for my daily and it also does a little monthly um, reflection piece in there and at quarterly every three months as well because this is a three month journal. Um, but this is helpful for me. Now it might not be helpful for y'all, but this allows me to sort of think about it. And maybe you do like mindfulness or a meditation app that goes along with like where you're at in life and that allows you to sort of sit there and have time to think whether that's something like abide or whether it's something like inner explorer which i use with my students when i was in the classroom but finding something where you're able to sit and sort of be still and just be in the moment and be present with yourself which is just another way go sit in nature i love doing this mm. put out a blanket just sort of be don't have on any music and just tune in to like how you're feeling. It's like perennial best thing ever. Um, and yeah, it was like much needed. Like the only phones we took out were for photo ops. <laughs> but yeah, like, yes, to the nature. I just got it's excited. It is so necessary. What are your ways to sort of get into Self-reflection. So I like to, in theory, I want to do it daily, but that honestly does not happen. And so what I try to do is make sure that I just at least start my day with like, these are the things that need to get done. Um, and then 
in, in theory, ideally, I would do like a midday checkpoint and then like an end of day, like, okay, what worked, what didn't, why not? What needs to shift for tomorrow kind of thing. But what I do like to do, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty consistent with this, and I have been for a long time, years, I think, unfortunately, is that I take time to do like a weekly reflect. And I ask myself like, yeah, like five questions. So first of all, how happy were you scale of one to 10? Why or why not? Um, second of all, I like to ask like, what were the three wins for the week? Um, third question I like to ask was what's working? Like fourth question, like, you know, what didn't? And then fifth question again, just like um, what stood out? So like, I, I have that separate from what were my like top three wins because I feel sometimes like what stood out can be like not necessarily a win, right? It can just be like, these are my wins. And at the same time, like this other thing happened and it made it really hard. And so just knowing what those like questions are and like being able to check like, you know, if, and like, I think job said this, like if you look in the mirror and ask yourself, like, you know, if what you're doing isn't like making you happy with the history. Um, you know, too many days in a row if the answer is no, then like you need to, you need to start doing something else kind of thing. It's something where, yeah, on a weekly basis, because like I said, I tried I tried the daily. Like I try. I actively tried the daily. I have a calendar that's all the time. I just I don't do it because I'm like I'm busy. No. Like deny. Deny the alerts. Wipe it away. Um, so again, practically doesn't work for me. But the weekly thing does, because I also make it like a ritual, right? Like I take time, like I take a bath, like I'm all clean when I do it from like the previous um, Sometimes like I have like I have kombucha, like it's a thing, it's a thing. <laughs> it's like part of my routine kind of thing. You can, yeah, you can have a, an adult beverage if you would like, like whatever. And so, yeah, it's something that I look forward to because again, I've been doing it for a long time. And so mm -hmm. um, I know that like, sometimes, like you said, it takes longer. Like sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get, there'll be like follow-up. Like I want to, you know, get to the core of this. I want to write more about it. Sometimes it'll take me like five minutes. Like it kind of just depends. And so, um, yeah, I, so that's um, one of the ways that I have used to self-reflect. And we asked also people what their self-reflection practice is for those that have them. And 57% of people said that they use meditation, some type of mindfulness practice. 43% of people said that they journal, which was all of it. Like no one, some people also said something else being all of the above. And then some people, um, no one actually said voice. So, uh, with that being said, um, we have some resources that can support you if you are looking for, you know, a self-reflection process. And so why don't you share what you've got for your self-reflection and like follow-up for anyone looking to start your self-reflection practice? Well, I already shared it, but it's a reflection of growth journal that's available on Amazon. John will link it in the description. And essentially it allows you to first determine like what are your goals at the beginning of each month um and once you figure out your goals you will then ooh, i'm trying to turn to that page of course i didn't do that fast enough what are your goals at the beginning of each month and then there's space for you to reflect afterwards as well um and to track any habits you want or your mood tracker 
and it gives you space to reflect on like what have I learned and what are some areas for growth and then you can do the daily reflections should you want um which are essentially like hey what are my affirmations for today what are things I want to complete and then like let's reflect what are gratitudes and what things didn't go as well what do I want to do differently um and it's just there to support you if daily quarterly and monthly reflections are your thing um another thing is just like i find it helpful to reflect with a coach so if you would like to coach myself and john are here to support um so those are two ways i also would share oh vision boarding and reflection reflecting like if you create a vision board at the beginning of the year great that allows you to reflect on like where you're at and where you want to go then reflect on the midway this is why we're doing this now where am I at now, according to my vision board, and how do I want to continue going? So, yeah. Jana, what are your items? So, I created a little, um, well, not like a little, there's a self-reflection practice. You can find it at the link in my bio, and it simply walks you through, you know, what are, you know, some of your wins. Like, essentially, what I shared, I do on, like, the weekly cadence, but since we are halfway through the year as of the end of this month, we um or i kind of modified it so that you can then you know look at the last few months look at like where we are currently and like your current satisfaction and then from there move forward into like okay what would make the biggest impact in my life like right now and you know helping take action on that and also i know in there there's a little fyi to you that like i shared like it's something where you have to make sure that you're really clear on your why. Otherwise, if you keep just trying to like go through the list and use these practical, logical solutions, it might be a futile effort for you because at the end of the day, the things that you're currently doing, like these habits that you want to change, are serving you in some way to protect your identity. And so it's important to really get to the end of that or to the, the bottom of that um, if you are looking to do this work and like do it from an effective and so Like I said, uh, go to my bio, it's the first link. It will be there for a week or so. Um, and yeah, that's what I got for you. And also you can always find my questions. Uh, thank you for that. Like we are both here. So let us know. Um, with that being said, thank you for being here and for having this conversation with me. I hope that it provided value. If so, make sure to share this episode with someone. And, you know, if you would let us know where they can find you, what you've got going on. Alrighty, feel free to find me at at wordsaction.com. <laughs> well, there's www.wordsaction.com, but at wordsaction LLC. I realized I actually signed on with the textual journey, which is a separate bookstagram. So my apologies, but go ahead and find me at wordsaction LLC, where I talk about different books and how you can apply them to your life and sort of reflect using them, as I shared earlier. Um, and right now we're just sort of, we're getting ready to delve deep into a couple series. We're going to explore some more books on the YouTube channel and look into those. So that will be great. Um, one of those books, actually, if you see it right there, is the other black girl that we'll be delving into. So definitely get ready. It's going to be exciting. So thank you for having me, Jenna. It is always a pleasure speaking with you. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experience and for having this conversation with me. I'll be sure to let you. She's going to be back because we're going to be having another conversation with the new format because this is the last episode format. Um, all episodes for the moving forward um, are going to be pre-recorded, and then this Friday 
experience will be more of an after party. So it'll be very much us hanging out, like talking to you, answering your questions, live coaching you, whether that be in the comments or you come on screen with us. And so uh, we're super excited about that because you're going to get content on Monday. So you're going to be able to listen to it, apply it, see how it works for you. And then any comments that you may have to us on Friday where we can talk about it and support whatever you need. So that's what's up. That's what we have going on. Um, you can expect the first episode to be out. Steven, who popped on earlier, is actually going to be um, with the first episode. And we're actually recording it later today. So um, stay tuned for that one. Yeah, we're going to be talking about flourishing and what that looks like and how to do it. Um, again, very specific to you. So uh, what that looks like, what flourishing, what the definition is to you. But yeah, I'm super excited for all of this. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for watching this episode. And yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about our topic today or anything else, if you just want to share, share some shit you were somewhere to hold you, then our DMs are open. So that's what we have for you. Thank you again. Have an awesome weekend. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.